Jane, get me off this crazy thing called love. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Love on the Brain, the musical. Well, not really. Although I could fuck around with a musical. Um, a whole episode done as a musical. You think you could do it? Yeah, you know, I have I have two kids, three kids who do theater, and they're like 11 or 12, and I'm so jealous. Totally regret I not doing theater. I always wanted to, but the idea of auditioning, I just felt too insecure. Like, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I just felt like too insecure. I just thought I was probably just so didn't care about anything that I was just like theater geeks and like I don't I need know, to do anything I know there was a like reputation I dated, there were some cool kids in our theater they were awesome they yeah. all slept with each other yeah. it was like a great time <laughs> yeah. I dated a theater girl she was crazy in the sack and I, but I remember thinking all of her friends were so lame at yeah. the time I was 17, 16 so of sure. course I didn't know what I was saying now looking back I'm like those were the cool kids those mm-hmm. were the cooler kids but what can you do but music I mean we love it just as much even though we weren't theater kids <laughs> Um, I actually don't like musicals, though. And I know that's something we differ in Damn. big time, even though we talked about Grease so last week. I love Grease. Broadway plays, too. Yeah. Have you seen Hamilton? No. No. I heard it was, I uh, heard it's very good. I've also heard overrated, but you have to make those decisions for yourself. That's true. Today, before we get into a very emotional episode of The Bachelorette, I want to talk about something everybody knows and everybody loves. Most people, at least, music. But not everybody knows its effect it can have on the brain, I would say, right? Mm-mm. I remember when we were leaving Jersey and heading to Boulder, you were heading to Boulder for grad school. It was the first I had ever heard of something you were interested in, which was music therapy. I was right about that, right? You at one point were interested in that. Was that you? No? Do you uh, forget about it? <laughs> maybe. I'm pretty sure that I don't know who else it could have been that I remember that from. I don't know. It was like your first thing. You were like, yeah, you've maybe, maybe you didn't even leave Penn State yet, and you were thinking about it because I remember definitely bringing it up. Music therapy. Yeah, I'm sure. It, if I mean, if art therapy exists, I'm sure music therapy has oh, to exist. Oh no, it definitely okay, does. Okay, okay. I just don't. Remember you don't remember it like that young Jamie? Yeah, because I can't really play any instruments, and I feel like is that what you have to do? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you played the piano when we were kids. Let's see if we can hear him. Hey, Dad, you're on speaker on Love on the Brain Live. Children, how are you? <laughs> Serendipitous phone call. We were just talking about. Do you remember at all that Jamie was uh, thinking about doing music therapy? No, I do not remember that. Not at all. Okay, maybe I'm dreaming it. Maybe it was somebody else. It, I didn't think it was like you were actually going to do it. It was just like, oh, I have this cool new idea that I heard about. It's called music therapy. Oh, I would well, love to no, get into right, it. No, that sounds right because I okay. took a couple music classes at Penn State. Okay, so maybe yeah, I took a music theory class at college too. I really loved it. Hey, Dad. Any um wisdom on the way music has affected your life oh my gosh so many ways everything from uh from love to uh playing with the two of you being uh being present and being able to soak in you know lyrics and uh and music that i just love to somebody and, naming naming a song after you from an alternative uh, punk band out of <laughs> oregon Mr. Yeah. John Coyle will play a little snippet right now. So, so yeah, I, I actually, I remember obviously before I had any choice, you would play tapes for us when we were children, when we would go to sleep. Oh, yeah. Do you remember yes. why you did that? Um, were you reading in books? Did you just know that it was good for a child's development? Uh, yeah, we, well, we love music. We want you guys to love music too. And it was soothing, like lullaby type music. Yeah. 
but Raffi, I think, was one of the, <laughs> the uh, singers. Yeah. Um, and his uh, cassette tape. Is he the baby uh, beluga guy? Baby beluga. Baby that beluga. doesn't ring a bell, no. That was oh. from Full House. Mm-hmm. That's a real thing, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just, I remember a fairy Jacques, a fairy Jacques, a sacré bleu. Na 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 It makes sense because, I mean, just falling asleep to music is nice. My partner right now goes to sl- as a music playlist. She falls asleep to music every single I, night. Yeah, I listen, I listen to Binaural Beats. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a big deal, for sure. Do you remember Jamie's interpretive dances? Absolutely. I think I brought that up on a prior episode it was short-lived but i remember them fiercely yeah we were wondering what my talent would be in a talent show and i was like i'm pretty good if you put a song on i could do an interpretive dance to it and then kyle's like you used to do that when you were little <laughs> all the time nice whereas kyle was more like uh had to do the karate moves too yeah to power rangers i love i love a higher energy music generally compared to a slower i still can appreciate slower vibes but I really love something that gets my blood pumping more, much more. Even if it was dunking in that Fisher Price suit yeah. to all those different jock jams, I think was my second oh, incarnation of, of loving music. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I had to set that up. You know, I say, okay, you're gonna you know, talk to Fisher Price, and here I'll play some music for you to get you, get you pumped up. It was, yeah, it was just a blast. It works. It yeah. definitely works. You know, music really was like a big part of our development. Yeah, we were forced oh, to, to take piano lessons, guitar <laughs> yeah. lessons, Miss Flo. Miss Flo. That's, that's definitely something that can develop the brain over time, no doubt. Yeah, well, I grew up with love of music, too. My, uh, my dad was really into music all the time. Always Good. played in the car and on trips. And, Good piano uh, player himself. Mm-hmm. They played piano, but also they, they would play records, you know? A lot of you know, the old-time records, listen to that all the time. Yeah. And, uh, and, and same with your mom, too. Yeah, they had a big trolla. Oh yeah, and we're about we're about to go over exactly scientific things that it can do to your brain and uh, different ways it can heal you. And uh, yeah, we're excited about that. You called at a perfect time. Thanks, Dad. Serendipitous. Okay. Um, you guys have a great show. I'm a longtime listener, first time call. Great. Anyway, uh, okay. so people might not know that there's a lot of different forms of therapy. We talked about music. You've brought up art therapy, and there's a multitude of different types. I was wondering, after I thought about this, one day, maybe, hopefully, as it evolves, you can go into a consultation, and there will be essentially a sorting hat, and you hook up some wires to your brain, and maybe this computer device can read your brain waves and decide for you what the best form of therapy is to start out with. Oh, that'd be cool. That would be cool. Could read your therapies like somatic, or what are the other there different are so types of? Fucking many. What are the most do, popular? Um, talk therapy, CBT, DBT. CBT is cognitive behavioral therapy. DBT is dialectical behavior therapy, what is which that? is a mixture of cognitive behavioral therapy and like a mindfulness approach. It's actually really good. Mm. Um, nice little balance. Yeah. Um, there's narrative therapy where you go and. Tell the um, therapist picks out like themes in your stories. It can that could be overwhelming to see all these options and to have to choose one. So to have that sorting Definitely. hat would be most <laughs> beneficial. If not all therapists, 
at a base can provide you with talk therapy. Yes. And then they can have specialties like my therapist and I, like today all we did was talk. Um, but she does Hakomi, which is a body centered therapy. She does EMDR, which is a trauma therapy. Um, and we've done some of that. So, but we only do that if I want to. So I would say most therapists, like if you just want to talk. Yeah. Some people also say like there needs to be like a body centered approach in order for real like shifts to happen. I actually don't think that's true. Yeah. It seems a little too black and white for me. For people who really do like use their brain more than anything else, it might not be accessible to do anything else. Mm. And so their best option would be to talk things through and find new ways of thinking about things. Yeah. Well, out of all those, I can definitely also see, even though I've never experienced it, music therapy. Well, working. there's also psychodrama, which I would love to do, but is it that same thing of like, oh, I feel nervous? Psychodrama. Yeah. So like you can go do these. Um... I always think if you feel nervous, you should do it. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I will. I And I actually had one of my kids be like, well, you could still do it. There's community theater. So true. And I was like, <laughs> um you're fine you're right <laughs> um but psychodrama is kind of, it's like kind of what i do where like i have to act a little bit in With the play kids. yeah but you go and let's say you do like you have like a group and one person wants to work out there's a conflict happening in their family they will assign roles in their family wow. to the other group members yeah. and everybody acts it out like yeah. intuitively wow that's kind of happening in this show the rehearsal have you heard of it um it's fucking is weird. that where the, it's the, huge the um theme picture is like him with a bunch of like dummies like they're not real theme picture like the um, picture of the show. I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay. But it's I'm Nathan image person. from the show, Nathan For You, which is a very niche comedy, but he's hysterical. Mm-hmm. And what they do is, it's so hard to explain this to someone. I was just talking about okay. how hard it is to explain. So it's an HBO show, comedian Nathan Fielder. And he's kind of like an awkward, very just like dry, awkward comedian. And he put out an ad on Craigslist and said, what's something in your life that you've really been trying to do, but you can't quite get there? You need help. Contact us. We'll set it up for you. So let's just go over the first episode. The first episode, the guy... This is a scripted show. No. Oh. No. It's it's fascinating, to oh. watch, especially if you like psychology. So this guy reaches out to Nathan, and he doesn't have... He's on this trivia team, and they're really good. They're a really good trivia team. He knows a lot. He's so good at trivia. He lied to them 10, 15, 20 years ago that he had all these degrees. So he's been trying to work up the courage to tell them, his friends, that he doesn't have these degrees. So what Nathan does is he recreates the entire bar from every tilted picture. Whoa. It's, I, so the budget, it must be through Crazy. the roof. I couldn't believe it. It looked just like it. The guy is kind of a weird guy who reached out to Nathan and he walks in the bar and he's like, what? How did you guys Wait, do this? So they find the exact bar that he goes that to he goes to for trivia. Recreates hires them. actors to play his friends, and the actors go and meet the friends, unbeknownst to them, and study them to oh, act like them. It is awesome. so funny. I was laughing so hard. Uh, I and watch. it's it's a fascinating so he can show. Go and try it out. So and see. the guy who reached out to Nathan runs through the situation a thousand times. They have it down to what he's going to order at one point, what drink he gets, what the question, what the, this is really cool. So he, they want to cheat at trivia. So because he's worried because he's, if there's trivia going on that he might not be good enough 
to answer the questions and tell him about his okay. advice. So there, so Nathan's like, okay, we'll, we'll fix the game. He's like, no, I can't fix trivia. Yeah. So unbeknownst to him, he meets with the trivia host and does fix it, but he doesn't want to tell him. So while they're having conversation, he'll slip in random facts that's going to be a trivia question. Yeah. It's so funny. Okay. So with that, for the two weeks that they're meeting up, they just, he'll slip in like random, like, oh, like uh, the fastest car is a GT Mustang. Yeah, oh, that's funny. And then the trivia question will be, what's, what's the fastest, fastest car? car? And you see the guy go, huh. I mean, he's so happy that he knows it, like all these weird ones. So all this but he happens. he doesn't realize it's because. No, not until way after. And then he gets kind of upset that after oh. Nathan's like, I got to come clean. Oops. that You didn't actually crush trivia like you did. And he gets mad. All these things happen. But so much to say. What you're talking about is very similar, right? Because he's going through all the situations because he was so nervous about all the uncontrollable factors. Mm. And that can help you kind very of go through it. It's a fascinating show. It's like exposure. It's, it's one of the most, if you've seen Nathan for you, you'll understand the humor. But if you've never seen that, you, it's, it's, a, it's, it's so out there. Oh, I so you try that. Yeah, it's definitely, I, I can't believe I haven't recommended it to you. I've yet. seen it and I was like curious what it is. It's it really coming popular. It's yeah. something to watch. Yeah. So. All right. That, <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything else to say on that therapy? I know I, was no, worried, no. I got really passionate there because uh, I love Nathan Fielder. So, but anyway, like we were going to say, music therapy. It's healed all of us at some point. Healed me on the way to, to coming here, uh, just driving all the Same. time. Same. I listen to the way to therapy on the way back. Driving home from a hike is one of my favorite times to listen to music because whatever it is, I am just so mm-hmm. in tuned with it. And it's really incredible if you I break it down. so many playlists. And yeah. I, I often gift people with playlists. That's a great gift for yeah. sure. Yes, I've done that as well. But music, let's just break it down. Music. is What is it? It's this organization of sounds that seem to speak to people in a truly unique way, right? And of course, there's so many different types of music. And I was thinking about how did people like so many different types of music and mm-hmm. some is amazing to some and some's not. Yeah. And I thought about it like mustard. Mustard is heaven to me, right? It's I take some a bite of mustard. Really don't like mustard. Some people can't touch it. So it's some particular cocktail of senses that I have, brainwaves, makes me enjoy the taste of mustard. Anytime someone says mustard's disgusting, they're actually being factually incorrect. It's not true that it's disgusting. It's disgusting to them. Sure. Mm-hmm. But not but not in general, <laughs> because of who fucking knows. Yeah. Same with music. Yeah. Taylor Swift's music is disgusting to me. But would I ever say that her music is not good? No. Uh... I would never say that. <laughs> I think she's an incredible artist. Kyle, it's just I've not for always... me said this but people misunderstand they're like you hate Taylor Swift I'm like I'm not the biggest fan of her as a person there's something fake there going on for me but her music some of the songs I can get down with yeah but that's just an example of what I have a bigger picture of what we're thinking could be use your artist well yeah it's choice. like when like I listen to a lot of classic rock right in the 60s 70s and sometimes I was actually thinking that today I'm like like I love disco music and yeah. I'm just like why why? Disco. Why? Like, why is that my vibe? Like, concoction and of brainwaves. Some people listen to, like, when I listen to it, I'm like, this is a universally, you cannot argue that this is a great song and you immediately want to dance. Yeah. And if I play that song and nobody's dancing, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? Correct. And it's you're just wrong. very confusing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, but it's true. It's, it's, but to me, it's like this, like, other, like. Exactly. And that's just like taste euphoria. buds. It's just, for whatever reason, your taste buds. Music, that's what they say, music taste. Yeah. That's the thing, for sure. It's been around since the dawn of man and continues to evolve. Yep. It's extraordinarily spiritual. 
Uh, my guess is man heard the song of birds, you know, mm. the whipping of soft wind through a bush, a roll in of thunder. Music. Yeah. And I think that's where it started. Maybe tried to mimic those things and create different instruments. Doc would always say to when you go on a walk to harmonize with nature. So like when you hear like a bird and you do this all the time because you can, I can't whistle. But like whenever you hear a bird, like talk back or like... Yeah, like I do that all the, the time. Yeah. I have talked, I've looked birds in the eyes and talked <laughs> talk to, them to them for tw- 10 years now. It's been, I love doing that. But yeah, we can use our voice to do so many things. I think the first music was more like chanting. A lot of, there's a lot of like deep, like drumming. nature drumming and chanting. But what I love most about music, I would say, is that it supports my life philosophy, in my opinion, which is what, Jamie? What's my life philosophy recently, at least in the last two years? <laughs> It all boils down to love. We're all one. We're all one. That's what I was looking for. That's what music feels to me. Individualism is an illusion. Ego is just a way for our sacred energy to experience life as we know. But here's what I mean. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm sure everyone listening has been to a concert at some point in time. What's amazing to me about a concert is everyone is essentially tapping into that oneness. Mm -hmm. Because the artist plays a song. Everyone's mind is now occupied with that song. Now, in a way, we're all experiencing that exact same thing. The goal for me with music is to release the ego and tap into the music. Everyone's swaying their body, giving themselves up to like a greater feeling. Now, of course, there's going to be plenty of people focusing on their own ego because that's all they've ever known, myself included at times. But you get what I'm saying about the just tapping into the oneness? Yeah, I mean, we, we've both been to concerts lately and going to the shins concert was just like it gets emotional yeah a lot like i was definitely getting emotional too it brings me to tears everyone you sing to like singing together moving together dancing together clapping together being so excited when they play their like most famous song and people just get so hyped like it is like a ride yeah and a, a cool feeling I mean, I feel that way, like even going to yoga class when you like versus practicing alone or like listening to music alone versus like in a group. Yeah. Both are powerful in different ways. Um, but the like connecting power. I mean, we've said this even like when at like a Yankees game when everybody is <laughs> yeah, woo, like the it's, audience goes, I cry because people it's just ask like me. high-fiving each other. Like we're all just celebrating. It doesn't yeah. matter where we come from, who we are, what we believe. Yeah. Nothing, none of that matters. We don't know anyone's name. And we're just looking at each other celebrating. It's, it's just so good. <laughs> when people ask me, like, because everyone knows I'm obsessed with sports, and yeah. they ask me why, that's the main reason. Because yeah. it's a connection to the oneness, to my mm-hmm. philosophy that I'm trying to get everyone to see at their own <laughs> at their own pace, at their own time. But um, but I, you brought up clapping there. I want to say, how weird is clapping? Clapping's weird. And everyone's making set, making music in a way. Everyone's yeah. voicing their the appreciation. Yeah, and think about that. How it's like, okay, I like that. Let's all clap our hands together, make a sound, and you so we can get to the oneness Mm -hmm. fascinating um not a huge fan of coldplay but you can watch any big band like that like coldplay Ten thousand. imagine writing lyrics Ten thousand people singing along to something you wrote but Mm -hmm. you're just all combining as one that's something that brings me to tears almost every single time Mm -hmm. and that's why one of the biggest things i hate in life is when people gatekeep and judge through like music because it doesn't make any sense so you're not gatekeep like those people, hashtag Dylan Dory, who since freaking fifth grade, um, like gets upset when you discover an artist that they've loved for a Dylan while. Dylan Dory? Yeah. Oh my I God. would never expect I that I can never else. forget. Who was it? I forget what artist it was. Either Dave Matthews or he tried to he lay like claim to like guy. 
John Mayer or something. He's like, oh, I've loved them so much. That's such a big thing. And it's like, what the fuck? Why are you not getting excited that I love them? I think that's what it should be. I think there's more there. I think the opposite of the intention with music is to be egotistical. It's the opposite. There's there's an absence of ego when it comes to art. I really believe that. And unfortunately, a lot of people, for some reason, make it such a big thing of themselves. When they discovered it, they did this, they did that. I don't like that at all. You just brought this up, and I wanted to talk about this because it actually combines the two. But another thing, another event that brings me to tears, both Yankees fans... But did you know how well the Mets are doing this year? Yeah, I've been hearing. Okay, so they they have a closing pitcher. Edwin Diaz is his name. Mm-hmm. He's just been absolutely lights out. He comes in with the lead in the ninth inning and the game's over. So you know about this with Mariano. We grew up with Mariano Rivera was the closer and what would play when he would come in. Do you remember? Yes, Enter Sandman by Metallica. And it was one of my favorite moments as a kid. When that first couple notes, when those first couple notes come in and this like God-fearing small slight man comes in, you know, you have no chance. I I start, my little brain was just like, oh, I just love this. So anyway, that's happened ever since then. I think before it started um, with Sparky Lyle years and years ago, but it made famous by Mariano. And now Edwin Diaz having a very Mariano-like season when he is done warming up in the bullpen, you start to hear this song play. I'm gonna play it. And it's these horns, these Mexican horns, and it's breathtaking. I hate the Mets. I don't want them to win ever, but I've been watching it like once a day just oh, to I get tears. Watch. I start crying. So to bring this back to the wedding, Dad sent me a video this morning. Mr. Howard Alexander, huge Mets fan, walked out to that oh, song to the wedding. I was like, oh, Howie, you're the coolest, awesome. you're the coolest guy. But if you watch the video, you see the crowd rise one by one till everybody's up. They're all clapping their hands along with the beat. And for one, as you put this very well before, one goddamn minute in the separated existence, everyone is on the same team. <laughs> it's just so, it's that, that's what brings me to tears about music, about sports, is that we're we all united. Yeah, it doesn't matters. really even matter if they win or lose. Who no. gives a fuck? No. It's about that five minutes that we're all. Not even it's like ex- thirty seconds. Like, thirty seconds yeah. of just exuberant, just enthusiastic connection, connection. connection and happiness. Yep. And it's just, uh, it's just so cool. So go ahead and Google Edwin Diaz entrance, YouTube it. Um, I'm sure you, anyone, could love that, even if you don't love sports. So anyway, let's talk about the scientific effect of music on the brain. This is sourced from an article from Johns Hopkins Medicine. If you want to firm up your body, head to the gym. If you want to exercise your brain, listen to music. There are a few things that stimulate the brain the way music does. If you want to keep your brain engaged throughout the aging process, listening to or playing music is a great tool. provides a total brain workout. Research has shown that listening to music can reduce anxiety, blood pressure, and pain, as well as improve sleep quality, mood, mental alertness, and memory. How cool is that? Mm -hmm. Experts are trying to understand how our brains can hear and play through music. A stereo system puts out vibrations that travel through the air and somehow get inside the ear canal. These vibrations tickle the eardrum and are transmitted into an electrical signal that travels through the auditory nerve to the brainstem, where it is reassembled into something we perceive as music. It's just amazing. Yeah, it really is cool. Johns Hopkins researchers have had dozens of jazz performers and rappers improvise music while lying down inside an MRI, as we've went over in... Uh, in the past machine to watch and see which areas of their brain lights up. Music is structural, mathematical, and architectural. It's based on relationships between one note and the next. You may not be aware of it, but your brain has to do a lot of computing to make sense of it. So it actually works out your brain. I actually didn't know that until I looked this up. 
I thought it would just be like a healing kind of thing. I didn't think it would make it stronger. If you're making music. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, it's like they're improvising, uh, so no, because you're creating you're, music. No, but they're saying that your your it's your brain has to compute what the the notes go Wait, into. So did I know what? We're, yeah, I did. So on my way home driving, I I always like to sing along to the song um, "Helplessly Hoping" by Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young oh, because it's really good um, harmonies. But I always get caught up for whatever reason. Like I can't follow the harmonies. And I, I could, I was just like, okay, I'm going to focus. And I had to move my hands with the flow of mm. like focusing on one of the, the threads. Yeah. Cause there's like five different voices going okay. on at once. And when I would move my hands, I all of a sudden became like super aware of the music coming into my ear and then my mouth and like the singing matching yeah. what I was it's hearing. Amazing. And when I can tap into that, I can hit the harmony's better. Right. And I was like, whoa, there's yeah. like a whole other fucking world here. No, it's true. You I've know? always had a good time. I at, love singing. Me too. I've always had a really good time, easy time, taking music and harmonizing to it. And I didn't realize until lately that a lot of people just literally can't do that. They no, can't. I do that too. And one of my, one of the big ways I learned piano was by watching and listening yeah. rather than knowing how to le- read yes. music. You hear that a lot. You either yeah. play it by ear, it by ear. It, yeah. or you play it by reading music. And reading music actually seems weirder it's to so me. <laughs> it seems even harder to how me. people sight read? That's yeah, weird. that's, that's unbelievable. Computer. But yeah, so there's also the performance. We love to do karaoke. We like to have a little a little stage and to, mm. to let it... It's Singing for me is just such a release. I always feel... It's like, a, like I guess in that way, Same. I definitely feel like I've worked out after I do like a long singing. If I get anxious or... Yeah, if I feel anxious, often I'll put on a song. Like I have a playlist that I sing to and yeah. I feel better. Yep. And they actually say for women, like your throat chakra, so like is connected to your sacral, so your, your womb space and your pelvic area. I guess for men too, but if like you want to open up your pelvic area um, to sing a lot and like really use your deep throat. I get that, yeah. And even in one of my biggest ways of regulating in the playroom and with kids is singing songs together. Like I have a kiddo where we sing the same song together, cleaning up because they are so sad to leave. Mm. We sing a sad song together. It's I Will Follow You Into the Dark by Of course, Cap. Steph Cap, yeah. And when she knew that, like we just, we sing the whole song and we connect and she's able to leave. Yeah. It's like, su- it's super and sweet and that, regulating. it's like beneficial for you then. You get to get the therapy too from that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's all, the, my work is it's pretty amazing. Too, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's so sweet. Very cool. Yeah. And um, what it can also, music can also do is it can just jumpstart your creativity. And what this article says is, to listen to what your kids or grandkids listen to. That's what a lot of experts suggest. Oftentimes we continue to listen to the same songs Mm -hmm. and genres of music that we did in our teens and 20s, and we generally avoid hearing anything that's not from that era. But new music challenges the brain in a way that old music doesn't. It might not feel pleasurable at first, but that unfamiliar forces that the brain to struggle to understand the new sound will help to work it out. Just That's like the cool. way. Isn't that really cool? So, so I can totally listen to Sean Mendez. <laughs> what was that? What you don't or you just mean feel okay about listening yeah. to Sean Mendez? Okay, okay. I've already felt okay about listening to Sean yeah, Mendez. I figured. But... Most of my th- biggest thing is I love Screamo, screamo metal, yeah. and there's a lot of people, and I don't blame them at all. They first hear it for ten seconds, they're like, "How could anyone?" The things that that does to my 
nervous system. The hair stands up. In my, I feel so powerful after listening mm-hmm. that it's very hard to understand someone else's perspective that it, they don't get it. Yeah. And I wonder if people gave it more of a chance, like this is suggesting, that eventually you'd start to be like, okay, I can kind of understand. But there's different things with me that I still like. I still like country. I still like rap really It's so much. based off mood for me. Like I have so many different playlists and my moods are so detailed that sometimes I'll like I'll be skipping for songs until I find the right mood match mm. <laughs> that's how I make playlists yeah too. that's how it should be yeah um yeah that's really cool I think also you can uh with nostalgia plays a oh big role in God, music yeah if you remember Belmar was a big time for me Jersey Shore mm-hmm. so one of the years I probably probably didn't go out without it playing once there was a couple songs like this. There was Shut Up and Dance With Me. <laughs> and who was that by? I don't even know that was, that was by. And then there's that song, God Damn It, Cheerleader. Uh, uh, that reminds me of a stri- my time in Australia. And the- yeah. Australia. <laughs> in Australia. <laughs> Australia. Down there and then Australia. the, um, what was it? Shut Up and Dance With Me yeah. reminds me of Penn State. Yes. Song. So it's-, it's so cool how they I couldn't take it. Every time the song would come on, I'd be like, let's leave. Let's go somewhere else. I don't want to hear this shit. And I think I heard Cheerleader like a year ago in the car and I started dancing. (laughs) I was like, this song's amazing. Just because it reminds me of that great time. time. The song itself, I don't like. But it's just so cool how there's so many. Even when dad was just saying about that song in the beginning of when I used to go to sleep, there's something that it's going to activate. Totally. And it's actually, you can recall memory better. In, with music, according to this Ooh. article, reach for familiar music, especially if it stems from the same time period that you were trying to recall. Listening to the Beatles might bring you back to the first moment you laid your eyes on your spouse, for instance, or whatever situation that you're in. So that's really cool, too. So you can actually help recall old memories through through music intentionally. Oh, my gosh. Probably the main way I think of memories. Yeah. It's so cool how that works. I love that. Yep. And the other thing is to listen to your body. Pay attention to how you react to different forms of music and pick the kind that works for you. What helps one person concentrate might be distracting to someone else. Mm-hmm. And what helps one person unwind might make another person jumpy. So don't judge people's music taste. <laughs> you know, Max and I get into that a lot because I'll come home and he'll be playing certain music and I'll be like, and it like feels like nails against sure. the chalkboard. Yeah. And then he'll play the same music the next day on our way to like a hike and I'll be like, this is great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it just has to do with my mood. Totally. My partner, I think she has really good taste in music, but I noticed and made a joke about, it, of course, a couple weeks ago, she loves like sad songs, like a lot of sad music. And when it was too much for me and I made the joke was that song, I will walk 500 miles, you know, I will yeah. walk 500 miles. It's like one of the happiest songs ever. And it was a sad version. And I was like, oh. you know what? I was like, you know what? You guys stay in your lane, sad songs. Okay. <laughs> too much. You can't make everything sad. It's sad funny. I love sad music so much, but you're right. Not when I'm at the bar. No. You know, no. I love it when I'm going through a breakup, when I'm trying to feel it, then I love it so much more. It's really funny how that how that works. Yeah, I know. Do you ever see like the people who all have headphones on and they're all listening to the same song? It's like a dance Silent party. Disco. Silent disco. That's pretty cool. That's I a do similar like that. thing yeah. to the oneness. I've never done it, but I think I, I think I would like to. I would. That'd be cool. Okay, so that's music on the brain. Do uh, you have anything else to you want to talk about in regards yeah. to music? You've always been oh, um, a man. good, uh, good, really good taste in music as well. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably one of the my favorite things on planet Earth. I mean, how could it not be? Yeah, I she's just, so natural. Like, 
I most like I can't even get ready at night without putting on my nighttime little playlist yeah. that I do. Like I just always want to be playing. Still it. play guitar once a week. I it's think so that's supportive. really beneficial for you. I think yeah. I sing and play guitar, and I and I just love it. It doesn't have to be good. It's just about having fun and just like uh, releasing, embracing. Yep. It's so much fun. A shower is a great time. The car is my probably my favorite yeah, time. Yeah, car is my favorite to listen too. to music overall. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's music on the brain. Uh, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed that segment and we'll do a quick musical break, take you to break with some music. And when we get back, let's get a little, uh, a little emotional with the next episode of The Bachelorette. So this season's whipping by, Jane. Whipping. Going real quick. As we said multiple times, it's split up between two groups. So you're going to have a condensed sort of season, which I kind of like, to be honest. It's not that I kind of like the pacing of it. I like it too. It's just hard now that they're going into hometowns. It's just like, who are these guys? And like, we just haven't gotten enough time. Yeah, but it is the main, the seven main them. connections are left. Yeah. So that does help. We will learn a lot more yeah, about that. Yeah, I the, think these next other guys, episodes are going to be good. Has there been anyone that you felt maybe really deserved a little bit more of a chance that got sent up? Not no, really, right? No. So I feel like it's been pretty accurate. Like, yeah. I think next season we should do a bracket. What do you mean? predictions from oh, the beginning. Okay. Yeah, with the unspoiled predictions. Yeah, I think you're right. It's so hard after the first impressions, but maybe after like second episode or third episode yeah. to really try to do the break that down. And then you could do a bracket by looks too, just in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> See, and maybe, uh, maybe by astrological signs. Okay. So anyway, so awesome travel going on before hometowns here. This has to be the least amount of time they've ever spent at the Bachelor House. They, they've, been in, they've been in Europe for like two weeks now. Yeah, they usually, I feel like, don't travel like... But, Pre-pandemic, they didn't travel until the end. Yeah, that's until what I thought. Was, right until before, after hometowns. After hometowns, okay. I think like they would go for the fantasy suites and for the proposal. Yeah, they would just that go makes to more place. sense. So yeah. this is cool. They all hit the jackpot going on this season. I know people have made it this far. So we head to Amsterdam now, which is the capital and largest city in the Netherlands. I'm dying to go there. Yeah, it's a really cool spot. Do you have any guess what it translates to, Amsterdam? No. Strictly the dam on the river. Nothing crazy, okay. but it's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, the official language of Amsterdam is Dutch, but it's very well known that most people are very fluent in English and you don't need to know any Dutch to navigate around that city compared to, let's say, even France is, uh, mm. is very different. Mm -hmm. Mostly known for its canals, its drugs, its cycling, and its prostitution. <laughs> so let's see if it the can be... District. That's right. As romantic as France. So we start off with Avon reading the one-on-one -on -one card for Rachel, and Zach gets his second one-on-one. -on -one. 
Yeah. Always feel bad for the contestants that don't get a one-on-one before somebody gets two. This is what I feel like. So Tyler and Ethan don't get one, and Zach gets his second. You have to feel like, oh, I'm. She's not gonna pick yeah. me. Yeah, but Tyler has got some personal time. Do you remember after the one date? he, yeah, he was won. with her. But Ethan True. has had nothing. No, he Ethan said, said virtually nothing. Like so how, I was feeling bad for Ethan. Psychologically, do you stay yeah. in the competition? Maybe just it's just so fun. At that point, you're like, if it was I me, might as well milk. I would be like, yeah, let's just have as much fun yeah. as I can Which, have while I'm still here. In that case, it's actually kind of nice. It's really cool. <laughs> it actually takes the pressure off. You can enjoy it a little more. <laughs> Um, and then yeah. Nate gets the one-on-one with Gabby. So similar situation. Yep. At this point, I wrote down very good connection. One yeah. of the strongest emotional connections with Gabby. I feel like they should have had two one-on-one dates this before, like, so before hometowns, like okay. rather than just one one-on-one and then a group date. Yeah, but sure. I feel like they've done that in the past. I think you're right. I think that does, as we know, this is a wild, wild west of Bachelor Nation with oh, yeah. this two bachelorettes here. So Jesse comes in to greet the girls at a beautiful canal scenery while the ladies are drinking coffee. And it was very funny. Gabby hugs him while sitting and just yeah. goes, sorry, I just don't feel like getting up. <laughs> I love anyone breaking social dorms yep. because what's the point? You I really know. have to stand for someone when no. they, there's no actual benefit to that. So <laughs> as I was watching the episode, I was reading through the lines about Gabby's reaction, talking about Nate and how if she would want to fall for Nate, she would have to commit to his daughter. And you yeah. can kind of sense, you, can tell. you could sense that this wasn't going to go well yeah. for Nate. And she said she needed to be 100% certain, and she wasn't. So the writing was a bit on the wall. Um, just a very big theme of Gary and parenting here, right? This whole season. Gary. <laughs> Did I say Gary? Yeah. Gabby and, pa- and her mom and Gabby and being a mom. And this has been the biggest theme and the biggest trauma in her life. Yeah. And I think, I think this show brings up, I mean, I don't know if they have ever casted a bachelorette is probably more sensitive, but who knowingly says, I do not want children. Yeah. Right. And so it's kind of, That's ris- against- it's kind of risky and I think sensitive for her to say, hey, if you are dating me, I actually don't know. So yeah, like, she, I need you to yeah. know this. Yeah. And I feel I believe her when she says she's not sure yet. Which she would makes make so a, much she sense. Would make a she's great going mom to. Unfortunately, that happens a if lot. If she wanted to be a mom. Yeah. And but... I think she, I, I see her being one eventually. Yeah. I think that's, but she's not ready right now. And that makes so much sense. You have to jump into that relationship. That's very difficult, whether what we know about Nate is true or not. No. I had to write down, obviously, you see. The breakup, there wasn't the piano, the slow pianos, we talk about music. And I hints. like the breakup because I feel oh, like in the past, great breakup. it was a wonderful breakup. <laughs> and I think in the past, they've done, they like make the lead go on the day date and wait until the yeah, evening. Yeah, the awkward time. And usually like on the day date, the guy's like, I feel like there's something up. Or yes. the girl's like, I feel something up or mm-hmm. it's hard to connect. And it's just, I like that she, they like walked for a couple of blocks yeah, and then she was ready like, to go all right and which is how it should be, be. that's how it is oh, in life. i hate that feeling of like yeah knowing you're I, about to break this person's <laughs> yes. heart and then he's like i couldn't believe that you picked me again and i know like, i got so excited when i saw my name on the card and just like, <laughs> see as a lover of psychology i am fascinated to watch gabby navigate yeah, through I that know. situation like, uh-huh. yeah she did a great job she wasn't anything fake uh, the trench coat and the lips yeah, and the she's tears. Cute. Oh my god, being I dumped like a just yeah. don't think God damn it. I don't think I've ever hyperventilated like that while yeah. breaking up, but I have cried. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's impossible not to cry because you know sweet Nate. He, at he this really time did. he's so sweet. If I knew nothing <laughs> about his past, 
this I probably would have cried during yeah. this breakup. Right, if not for and the And I would, would have really felt for it. So it's yeah. hard. Yeah, it's weird, right? And we don't even know if that's true. So it's a very difficult place or to like be. Or like what, what his take on it is. Yeah, exactly. Because it just feels so different from the Nate we're being shown. Absolutely. Yeah, which again, a lot of times people struggle with this. Both of them can be true. It's, it's, it's a Gemini. Yeah. I can see and, or like, maybe he's really changed. He just needed to find, maybe that girl that he was playing with, like, just wasn't the right girl. Yeah, that's and how that's, he went about it. And unfortunately, the problem. You know, it's uh, unfortunately people are so complicated, and it's not like <laughs> we talk about it every episode. This might have maybe a little karma. Maybe. I mean, uh, he he got beautifully broken up with and got and to spend all that time. Most next likely to so. become the Bachelor. So. Well, yeah, we'll see. Depending, he I think, definitely got the Bachelor at it. Well, now that he has been let go, he will be on the Men Tell All. Yeah. Which is... Oh, you're right. So they'll ask him about that, you think? If they didn't tape it yet or if they hadn't taped it by a week or two ago. Next week. Hometowns will we'll oh, go it's from hometowns, four to three. And then it's the men tell three all. To two. And then it's fantasy suite part one. Yes. Fantasy suite part two. And then it's the finale. Yes. So soon. We'll see if what if Nate had to answer any questions. Yep. But I did mention the slow piano comes in. I just want to talk to <laughs> the theme of music in our episode. Oh, yeah. I thought that too. Like this show wouldn't be the romantic moments and the sad moments wouldn't be anything yeah. as intense without the music. Totally. And one of my favorite things in film and television is the score. And you can totally convey an amazing amount of motion from the simplest notes. And mm-hmm. that just makes me so, it's just so cool. Um, so yeah, you knew it was coming. Beautiful breakup, as we said. She said she's terrified of being a mom and, and even more terrified of being bad at it, which I, makes me think that she does want to be one, but yeah. she's just so scared to, to be a bad one because that's all she's seen and yep. felt. So And it's more of a process. Like I'm sure, I mean, if you have your own child, you oh, can really so be in charge of that process, yeah. but then to automatically become a mom to like a, what, seven-year-old or whatever this girl's age is, is yeah. really intense. I did write down, as I just said a second ago, Amsterdam. Top five place to get dumped. Yeah. You just I mean, grab a couple mushroom truffles, a yeah. giant 50 euros for a lady of the evening, yeah. and you are you are out. You're out. It's perfect. What's the ideal place for you to get dumped? What do you think? Where would be a good place? Um, if Max is listening. <laughs> He's not, but <laughs> um, ooh, ideal place to get dumped. Yeah, probably somewhere where bakery. I could <laughs> I'm just gonna say somewhere I could grab some chocolate. I was thinking like a movie theater, if depending on the movie. It's not bad, yeah. And then I think even somewhere out in nature, and I could just yeah. spend some time out there. They could leave, Alone. yeah. You know, and I could just sink into yeah, the depths like one of, of the most beautiful forests that you've ever been to, something like that. Well, either way, goodbye, Nate. For now, we'll see what he has to say for himself. Mental. We'll see him in the future, one way or another, most likely. Wait, I have a question about being broken up with. Yeah. Do you want to hear? You're so amazing. You're gonna find who you need. (laughs) I might be the wrong one to ask him this. Yes, I think so. But But like, no, not in the moment. Not in the moment because it seems like 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 a big explanation. I, I want, I do, because you the way do. my brain works, the last time I got dumped, there wasn't enough articulated to me uh, on why. And it's just like, I, and sometimes there is no why a yeah. lot of times. And I was asking, I was like, is, are you, is it because you love me and you, or you don't love me? You're like, you love me, but you're not in love with me. No, it's not that. And I was just like, just pick something. Maybe, yeah. because I just heard, the way my brain works, I just wanted feel nice to have something an to, to know because I don't know, maybe. It'll you, help you agree. I think quicker or something, which isn't isn't necessarily healthy. But I think, yeah, I want to hear him amazing all the time. But I don't. <laughs> I just feel like it will be 
bullshit. I think I'll just be like, well, you're just saying that to make it easier is what my brain would probably mm-hmm. think, you know. So, all right. All right. On from <laughs> breakups to Rachel. We have, she's in the Garden of Europe or known to locals as the Kuchenhof. Kuchenhof. Yes, which is one of the most famous tulip and flower gardens in Europe mm-hmm. in the world, really. The garden was established in 1949. It's only open for a few weeks from March to May to display its blooms. Wow. You saw it was pretty beautiful. It and all the different nice. colors of the tulips. Gorgeous. And uh, we have a famous jump hug and Zach says, come here, beautiful, yep. the way he talks. <laughs> he is the nephew of Putty. Really? Yes. Whoa, 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 whoa. So when they were showing... They showed a guy in the next episode that, and I wrote down it looks just like Putty, but Probably I thought that was Tyler. Brother. I thought that was Tyler's dad. Wow! So we're gonna see that. How'd you how'd you come upon that? Just a random from another podcast. Wow, that's amazing. So because that's so crazy. Because I almost wrote down in the scenes for next time you see a guy who I was like, oh, it looks like I thought it was Tyler's dad because the way they edited oh. it. So I was like, Tyler's dad is Putty. That's funny that you said that. But it's that. so funny. His voice. Yeah, totally. Like it's just I've, part of the family. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> But I just, it's too, it's Isn't too. is crazy? Yeah. yeah, this is a pretty, I keep calling Rachel basic, but like she's just a pretty basic bachelorette and this is a basic date. Yeah. Run and jump up a Could flower field, a Polaroid camera. Yes. Bikes, different stations. It's, it's even cheesy. Even because... the way she was talking about Zach, like I just don't believe it. Me neither. I've, like, I've, I've like, done some more things. Like she's like, we're playful and there's chemistry and it's like, oh, okay. The way she was like responding to him talking, I was like, it doesn't. It doesn't seem the way that you look at Tina or talk no, to Tina to me. No. So it could be one of those like, okay, Zach would be perfect for me, but my heart belongs with the Italian man. Um, so they get some, some thoughts on Tina. Oh yeah. Okay. We'll get to that. <laughs> wow. Okay. So <laughs> they call him that in the show. Oh uh, yes. Ethan did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, or we think it might've been Ethan. Okay. okay so <laughs> they, I didn't say I said that. Okay. So they get some uh, famous Dutch wooden shoes. I think they called them clogs. Is yep. that the original Clogs, because I've yeah. heard like you buying clogs, but those weren't wooden. From um, the Netherlands. Are they wooden? And they're wooden. Oh, I didn't know that. Wooden and suede. Um, and then they go to a lemonade stand with cute kids. Oh, that was cute. You know my rule with lemonade stands? Always buy it. Always stop. You have to always stop. You have to. In fact, I go on a lot of walks in Denver, and a couple of times during the pandemic, I didn't have any cash on I me. I know. I was like, these kids are so taking So I'm money. telling you, I can show you my wallet right now. I literally always have $5 on me because of lemonade oh, stands. I have no so other cute. reason to have cash, but I just, I used to do them all the time, and it was I so valuable to me when someone would they stop. Just get a dollar. So a fucking excited. dollar. And you made it, and you did it. It's just like, it's so important. I just think that can be really good for a kid. We passed ego. one walking, and they were selling lemonade and plants, like little spider Perfect. plants. Yeah. And I was like, I don't have any money. Like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. So I feel sad. like you could still stop and ask them how they made it. Yeah. You know, maybe just like, maybe it makes their day just valuing them. But um, even, I was thinking though, with inflation, I might not be able to afford it pretty soon. <laughs> like, lemonades used yeah, to be 50 charge, cents. I think a, we've charged like a quarter. A quarter, yeah. And now it's five bucks or whatever. I, I know, we would do money. that. Yeah, that all the time. A lot of fun. Anyway, they're in a hot tub. Zach says he's falling in love with Rachel. I believe that's the first one. Yeah. That's so it actually took a little bit of a long, usually happens a little bit quicker. Yeah, she's petting him in the hot tub and very close, and I don't, I'm not a fan. Petting him very close. They're very close, and okay. she's just like petting him, and like their faces are so close. <laughs> okay, and she's, it's not he's your talking, style. And I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wrote down here, as you said, you didn't say this exactly, but I thought she looked disinterested at times during this date, but her words didn't seem disinterested. No, and I do, when they like kiss and things, I feel like they have chemistry. She can be a little interact. hard to read. Yeah, she is. It's weird. Damn Pisces energy. Is that it? Okay. Yeah. 
So passionate hot tub kiss. Um, good match on paper, it looks like to me. We don't know much about it. We'll see how hometowns go if we meet Putty or whatever. It's really mm-hmm. funny. Uh, for all you don't know, Putty is from Seinfeld's character. He's also Joe from Family Guy. And Kronk. He's a bunch of different. From the kids TV. Okay. Kronk. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of different roles that he's played. You know about the voice. I and he's yeah. just very, very low and very deadpan. Uh, he's a great character actor. So they go to the church dinner, non-dinner, no, deep museum. trauma date. Oh, it was in a museum? It was a museum. Oh, okay. Which I would museum love. I church. fucking love museums. Okay, overrated for me, for sure. Okay. <laughs> um, and so, this is, is this where I take over because you zoned out? Yeah, I got a little bit, but go ahead. Okay. Zach had a breakup, I guess, that, that had uh, happened like a year ago. Oh, I don't, re- I don't remember that part. That's funny. I just have that he was um, severely overweight. 85 and, pounds, he said he lost in two and years. And low in self-love and realized like he needed to make sure that he was whole and loved himself first so he can call in the love he wanted. And Rachel goes, well, how did you do that? And he goes, therapy. therapy. <laughs> and this is just the pro-therapy season of the bachelorette yeah and i love it's it it's been i mean it's been even since matt's season i feel like it was such a it, 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 i know but such for a, men to come out you're and right. start saying like that that's, you're right that's yeah. different it's so. just so we talked about this in an early episode just how much of a green flag that is now for girls it's like one of the main things yes. from women i meet is like okay are you in therapy working yeah. yourself and it's just it's not about even being actually in the therapy i've thought about this it's about the Putting energy from your life into self development and yeah. self awareness. Yeah, I wouldn't say when I met Max that I was like, "You need like, do you go to therapy or yeah. anything like that?" But and I don't think he did. No, he did for a while. No, I remember, yeah, until he did, and then I just liked that he was naturally like self. Yeah, aware, aware and thought and, about those kind of things. Yeah. and I just again, I probably bring this up too much, but I couldn't think about if they showed this clip in my high school, not fifteen years ago. Yeah. Last, last 13 years ago, they show they'd be yelling out, fucking pussy, fucking yeah, all this and I that. Know. It's just so, it's so cool how quickly it yeah, changed. Yeah, I know. I'm glad. And then he says it, the first one, I'm falling in love with you. We talked about it. Falling in love about with time. you. About time. She's all smiles, gives him a big kiss, and then love, a string quartet. Okay. I would prefer see it. the string quartet <laughs> on the cobblestone streets of Amsterdam than some nobody... Country artists, yeah, 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 in an empty. Singing about their empty tractor. Yes. Yes, totally. I agree. No, that's really cool. I, mean, I really wish I knew how to play the fiddle. You're, There's time. Kyle. You're young, Jane. There's you're, time. You're not even thirty yet. You have all <laughs> the time in the world to do any of these things that you want to do. You were such a gifted piano player. Um, so then we had so he gets the rose, automatic bid for hometowns. We'll see Putty, Putty, Putty's brother, I guess. Uh, okay, and then the opposite side of the spectrum. Gabby is crying, telling her guys about her breakup, and the guys are being very supportive. They're nice. Yeah. They're These being, guys are really the whole nice. time. There's been such a lack of drama within the yeah. amongst men, which is nothing like we've ever seen on The Bachelor or Bachelorette. There's Pretty just cool. I think cancel culture is making its way. I think People you're right. Are, I said that in the first episode. That was my thing be. where it's going to make for a little bit less of ratings. Yeah. Does Love Island have more drama and? Oh yeah. Yeah, just more like naturally I I want more drama. Fuck it. I want more fuck because it. everyone is living together all, men and half women. men, nobody's, half women. Nobody's like the top dog like a bachelor is. Nope. And you can recouple at any minute. People could go home any night. You don't know when it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it depends on your conversations. You play challenges where you have to kiss people other than the person you're coupled oh, up God. with. Yeah. And that gets people in their heads yeah. if you kiss them too much or 
if like three weeks in you've been with the same girl or guy and all of a sudden you're like actually i've been having feelings for your best friend in the house yeah. and then they're like well shit interesting so do you this isn't this wouldn't be a week by week show is it all is it sure they drop 10 episodes and you, and you binge it it's every single day Okay. Is an episode. For like, for is for there the a season airing now? So for the UK, they literally do, like there was 65 episodes in this fuck? last season. Holy shit. Because they do six actual episodes and then they do like an unseen. Okay. And like a after show. Well, why I'm asking is was I was going to say we'll do a podcast on that, but we can't do 65 no, I, so I've been <laughs> dying to like give my thoughts, but yeah. you can't, it's just. It's not that There's style. too much info. Yeah. That's, which is good. You can do it we, week by week, but too much yeah. to go on. Yeah. It's, it's just, so fucking good. It just, it really hooks me. The more you can learn about people, the better you can see them, right? So we're only seeing it, what they show us for and, the bachelor, yeah, which is our is problem. Yeah, very... Open. Yeah, they're just living in a villa and you're watching. It's like a zoo. A it's villa. like you're watching yeah. <laughs> animals in the it's zoo. It's so good. <laughs> cool. Okay, so anyway... Where my, were my British accent's getting much better since Yeah, I bet. It's all it. kinds of different ones. Lots of different ones. Yeah, it must be cool. All right. Um, so Zach and Rachel, I, I wrote down that those names fit together. Zach and Rachel. Yeah. Yep. Zach, basic is and the, basic. Zach is <laughs> the male version of Rachel. And Rachel's the male version, the female yep. version of the name Zach. I would say not ultimate basic, but like second level basic. But that's yeah. just me. Then we have the group dates. Fun. Five boys left for Gabby. And these guys are fun. Yeah. Rachel's guys are a little more serious. Which is kind of competitive. in line with the their energies yeah yeah and gabby's group is really fun no real connections in gabby's right now i would have said nate was a real connection there wasn't yet before we this just date. haven't seen her and eric together in a while yeah i love jason so i think they have a great connection but maybe i have a great connection with jason i think they have a connection but nothing like nothing that you're like as obvious yeah. like it's nothing like, like that jumps off like the screen. zach and tino for rachel like they're yeah. front runners like eric and jason i think are the front runners for gabby right but yeah not because we we've seen some seen, deep yeah, we ass connection. Seen enough, so yeah. hopefully hometowns and fantasy suites will get some good. And speaking of fantasy suites, here it is. The Amsterdam sex date. Oh, yeah. It was funny. Um, I think it, it was, was funny. I liked it. Johnny has slept with a lot of women. I think it was kind of, <laughs> does that a turn off for you at all if a guy? My first instinct is when I hear about like someone's number being really high I'm like oh i'm like my first reaction and then i think about it i'm like no it's beautiful it's amazing because that's you know high and i don't want to be judged if anything i'd that. be like oh your number is high and you're picking me as your girlfriend yeah, yeah i could see that hello. yeah <laughs> i think i've said something to that effect a lot <laughs> well max has run up to two two three hundred right i think he yeah, said yeah yeah <laughs> it's surprising i think, yeah. I think it was 140 something but... <laughs> wow that is insane yeah. and we're joking if anyone out there doesn't know that <laughs> okay uh i think another thing america blows at no pun intended is right? sex overall yeah this just puritanical bullshit society that we live on. I think in Amsterdam, I think it's people think it's like crazy, but I think it's just more tapped into who we are as sexual people because we are inherently sexual. Cool. I would, that being said, I would hate this as a group date, but would love it as a private date. (laughs) I would like this a lot as a private one. But I as a group one, I don't, yeah, I just, I just can't, I don't want to disrobe in front of a bunch of people. Like one person. Okay. Maybe after six months of knowing them, but, (laughs) but but not regularly. Okay. So, it moved pretty quickly. Yep. The day there wasn't anything anything special that we needed to go over, and then just like no, it was just, just being like playful, and, and I think they all engaged really well. Like yeah, it was like if ma- you look at this date versus the date that Rachel had, 
that was about the romance. Yes. It just, like, these guys were a lot more funny and engaged. Yeah. And, like, willing to try things, whereas the other guys were, like, nervous and didn't want to do it. Totally. And, you know. And before we go to Rachel's date, we had to the night portion of Gabby's date, and Logan is missing from the bunch yeah, out of nowhere just, after he was on the date, I believe. Yeah, he was on the date and then gone. Then Jesse knocks on Gabby's door unannounced. Logan's got the COVID. And the cocktail That's party. That's a big situation. I yes. thought it was going to be something yes. more intense. And uh, this is where it gets interesting. Because yep. Jesse says to Gabby, the cocktail party is canceled. Then I wrote down, side note, Logan looks like someone took a beating to Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, there's some inconsistencies here. Yep, okay. there's something fishy going First, on. First, who knows when that talk with Gabby was? Because as I said, Jesse says cocktail party with her. And then when he uh, reveals it to the boys, he says after party, which is the oh. after party of the date. So that's a different timeline. Could have been a mixing Word. of things. And he doesn't say anything about COVID to the boys at all. No. So the one theory I had that ties that up is okay. that HIPAA violations, um, you're not allowed to tell the guys that. But then why could he tell Gabby? That he had COVID. Hippovine? Yeah, so that's like when you work as a doctor. No, I know. Have, I have oh, to okay, do sorry, that sorry. too. Yes. But... I, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. That's just what somebody has theories oh, I was. Get, like if Logan doesn't want them. them to know. The problem is if it's normally set up where they do the day portion of the date and then that same night they have the yeah. evening portion. If Logan had COVID. They're all exposed. They all could have COVID. So they would all have had to be tested and told you were exposed to COVID. Yeah. Or maybe they tested negative, I guess. I don't... My my immediate thought was, um, well, somebody said on a, a different podcast, like maybe because when they leave the ship, every time they come back, they have to test. Sure. And when they came back and tested, Logan was the only one that tested positive. Yeah. So technically everyone it would make else sense. was able to be together. Yeah. And, and now, it's not the strictness that we had with COVID. Right. Year or two but then ago. now... But usually, if you have been exposed, you do have to quarantine. So either... They quarantined for a couple days before the rose ceremony yeah, and just didn't show that because they just want to maintain appearances. Yeah. But. Or it's a complete conspiracy cover up where Logan had sex with like three men and two women in order to. (laughs) And they just can't say that. (laughs) I mean, there was a, there was a scene two weeks ago about with Jesse talking to Logan. It was outside sunny and Jesse said, you can no longer continue. Oh, like we have, have to send to, you home. I have to go back and look at that. So either we're going to get that at the top of the show next week. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see him probably again on the men tell all. And I feel like if it was COVID and like, and maybe Gabby decided, well, I didn't want, I wasn't going to take him to hometowns anyway. I feel like they would have to have a goodbye over like Zoom or yeah. FaceTime or something and that they would show that. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. So a I don't lot know. of iffy stuff around. I don't it. know if they're going to show anything or what. But yeah, maybe not. We might it was just weird that they know. didn't really acknowledge. It they didn't odd. even show him. No. Which is funny. Like uh, he passed being away. sick. You know, yeah. Like, in, like 40 the, years ago. You'd think he'd be In dead. his room or something. And, yeah. and how disappointed he is and sad. Yeah. And how is this going to affect me? And they just ignore it's it. It's just these shows, you know, they're all about appearance. So yeah. if somebody, if he's like met with someone. And then there's, there's crew. Yeah. So there's 12 members of the. The crew and none of them got positive well, either. That's kind it's of just sketchy. So, I even wrote down it was so weird that when they grabbed Nate's backpack, the guy was wearing a mask. 
if you remember that. And they grab Nate's mm-hmm. bag to go, but no one else is wearing Like, it's all so fucking, nobody gives a shit. It's just about not getting sued or whatever, yeah, or not getting hated on. Right. But well, we'll never know. Uh, it's not like we really care. Logan. Maybe they left <laughs> Logan okay. in Amsterdam and yeah. shipped a party. Yeah, that would have been a good to, shot. like, quarantine in Amsterdam. Yeah, that would have been a really cool shot if they just saw yeah. him with, like, a tissue out of his nose. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <waving. laughs> but, yeah, never really had a chance, Logan. We didn't give him a fair chance either, but... And that sucks to not have that group date time before... Yes, for the uh, other contestants, hometown. right? Yeah, totally. Before uh, that moved any further, I guess, after that, we went over all of it. Rachel's group date with everyone not named Zach, and it's an Adam, I believe, the cheese capital of the world. Yes. Cheese is just one of those foods that I enjoy a little more every single year as I get older and older. Like a fine cheese, I as it ages, I think I like to, to, to like it more. Uh, Rachel's got five men to make into three. And at, at, this, at this point, I thought it was three. It ended up being four roses at the end. And I felt like at this point, it was pretty obvious. The only wild card to me at that point, again, was Tyler Wildwood. I wasn't sure if he would make it because I thought there were still going to be three yeah. roses. Had I known there was four roses, I would have known exactly who was going home. Okay. But, okay, so we had a cheese lifting competition. And all these guys are very muscular. And I was actually interested to see who would win. And I know Tino does have that more construction body to carry the weight like that. Mm-hmm. So I would have picked mm-hmm. him as the favorite. And he wins. He's the cheese king. And uh, <laughs> I'm not sure it was worth it. But, He's um, so competitive. You can yes, tell. he is. Yes. And the whole thing has been a contest to him. Yeah, Whether or not he loves her, we don't know yet. No, I, think I think he, he does. Just, I think he thinks he does, but I think he really He's just winning. wants to win. Yeah. It could be both. We'll, we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ethan, I think, knew that was his last chance. That cheese was his last gasp. He needed to keep that cheese that as long as he could. Poor lactose and Poor guy. Yeah. Life. Yeah. He's like, what did he say? Something I felt like, his pain. He was like, Rachel loves cheese, so I love cheese or something. I was like, that's not how it works, but it's a dating show, so I get you gotta kind of have to try. That's right. Okay, so we move to the night portion. Tyler and Rachel have a passionate talk and a big kiss. So at that point, I was like, oh, I don't know who's... As he's talking, he's like, I feel like you're my person, and I'm falling for you. I can't wait for you to meet my family. And the way she's reacting is like, she's not interested. I agree. But it was similar to Zach, too. Um, you're the right. Way you're she right. Had, Maybe she's just She's just a little that. awkward in front of the camera or something. We yeah. don't we don't know exactly. I don't know. Or she, I think she just wants to hear how much people love her. Yeah. But she's not as good as sharing the sentiments Very back. possible. Very possible. And she had a talk with Avon, like, wondering how the family, like, that's where I felt like she was interested. When she was talking to Avon about how is your family going to react to me. Yes. I was like, oh, she's her, definitely yeah. showing that she's interested yeah. with that question. And I wonder, because there did look like, I think, last week's like uh, season ahead, that there's something going on with Avon. And in their conversation, he said that his two girlfriends ago, his dad didn't like her. And yeah. then his last girlfriend, his mom didn't like her. So. Yeah, it was weird. But they'll love you because they'll yeah. see how and she's just like, Ugh. Yeah, it's not an easy thing to hear, probably, if you're about to go home and meet yeah. them in this crazy situation. Ethan gets more screen time. Yeah, they kiss too. She loves- yeah, they kissed. Again, she goes along with it. She shows no sign no. of like not liking any of them at no. all, really. At this point, I still was like, I don't I just don't see a, a connection that's the same as Tino and her. We said that a million times. I just I don't I don't see it. Zach seems I a little don't stiff. Like Tino. Yeah. 
Okay. And I feel like I'm the only one who is concerned. Well, I don't think it's I'm saying that I'm concerned or not. I'm just telling you how what I think Rachel feels, which okay, is just okay. like she feels amazing. He's not my kind of guy, but they just seemed it you don't always want the healthy relationship. That's just not how life works, you know. True. I'm sure she, you know, in a she would a lot of women or men would say on paper, yes, I would choose this person yes. because they have this, this, and this. But when it gets down to the nitty-gritty, to the bumping of uglies, you want <laughs> sometimes it can be a little That's just true. Yeah, more I don't know abstract. how it would be in person with Tino. I'd probably be like, <gasps> Yeah, cute Italian construction boy. Yeah. But you're right. What are your you had said you had a bunch of thoughts on Tino. What are you seeing that are that are red flags? Just that he's too he doesn't like the getting shut down. He didn't like that he didn't get the group date yeah, rose. Yeah, it's like um, Tyler, by the way. What? I'm just saying the group date rose it went did. to Tyler. I was, I was so shocked. shocked. Yeah. So and shocked. Tina was the bad kind of shocked. It's, Even though producers probably told him just to make it more uh, dramatic. To no, wait. I think he wants to fucking, I think he assumes it's all about him. There's a yeah. little bit of a, if it's, if I don't get the validation I feel like I deserve, I'm going to throw a tantrum. Mm. And it just seems very narcissistic to yeah. me. Yeah. And it's like, do you not realize you can't get every fucking group date, Rose? Right. Like, if you and Rachel have the strongest connection, he's said he's watched the show every week with his family. Like, he's a super fan. So okay. he knows how it goes. Yeah. If, like, he's saying, I had the best connection with right. her. It's... How could I not get the Rose? It's because she has to spread it around, my yeah. friend. Like, and it can't going just back... always be about you. It's going back to what you said about competition. I won the contest. I get the rose. That's how this works. That's not how it works. Yeah, or I opened up, like, so I should get the rose. It's like he's using, it feels a little manipulative. Like, I'm going to use me. And and he said I was so vulnerable with her. And I get everybody's different levels of vulnerability. But his vulnerability was him saying, I am sure about us. Yeah. Right. It, it wasn't. He's probably hasn't said that many times in his life. Yeah. It wasn't like, I'm scared you don't feel the same way. And like, yeah. or like, can you tell me how you're feeling? It just, it felt like, I'm sure about us. This is what's going to happen. If you're not. Here's what it yeah. is. And then she didn't give him the rose. And he's like, oh, well, am I being blind? I don't know. It's just, yeah. it's a little immature. I can Emotionally see that. immature for me. Sure. And again, I will come off my therapist. <laughs> I have, right. to, I have to acknowledge that, like, my life is surrounded around, like, pointing this shit out. Tr- yeah, being truthful with yourself and yeah. understanding these situations. And, and then you do see, and he's definitely drunk. Oh, you think that I, has and, something to do with yeah, it? Yeah, and I think, I think uh, he seems hammered, and he was talking about it in, like, a like he's in uh, on Survivor, or, like, it's a sport. Yes, that's been um, the whole thing with him, for sure. And so I want to see how we respond. I hope he brings up to Rachel... That he's feeling insecure. That, yeah. that would be the That's an, saving It's grace. a hard thing to do. And you've never done anything like that. But it would show a lot of, like you said, like maturity emotionally yep. too. And help him in the long run probably. Although who knows? With Rachel, yeah. my dad already chosen. I think he's, he, she's already chosen him mm. in some way. And that he'll, he'll be the winner. And uh, we'll see how that goes. But long, long time to go. And Zach seems to be pretty strong. Tyler and Avon, all big players. There's so much more mystery around Rachel and those guys. There They're really strong connections yeah. as opposed to Gabby. Where there's just not as much. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not as invested because I want her to not find any guy yeah. or whatever or something. But we'll figure okay. that out. So the most dramatic rose ceremony yet. Or Again, I wrote this when I still thought either... Tino or Avon had to go home. I thought that's what happened. Then they revealed. So has it always been four, four hometowns? hometowns? Okay, so I was wrong. I thought it was four three. Four hometowns, three fantasy schools. That's, yeah, I should have known that. Okay. 
Uh, anything before the rose ceremony? Oh, Jesse checks in with Gabby, which I thought was like random, but it was, I think, because she only gets three roses. Yeah. Okay. I think he wanted to make sure she didn't want to after Logan give out four. Yeah, it's all the remaining gentlemen. Yeah, because there was four left. Although, I don't think Spencer said more than three sentences no, on the show. Spencer, so yeah. <laughs> Although he made it far without having any connection, so there's something to be said about. And he's also like, those eyebrows. I think like, he'll be We on talk Paradise. about eyebrows a lot. I think but... he's cute, and I think he'll be on Paradise. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. But the eyebrows are just overwhelming. I'm excited for Paradise. They're cool. Yeah, that'll be more fun, uh, more switch up of a little more drama. Okay, so then this is where I realized four people have hometowns for Rachel. And so the drama was taken away a little bit for me. Avon got the first rose. I'm sick of him, but you, you like him more than I do, I think. Avon? Yeah. I, I like Avon. I don't yeah. need to hear okay. anything about him. I think him. he's cute. <laughs> he's cute. Uh, just bored, I guess. Not sick of him, just a little bit bored. Yeah. Tino gets the drama rose, the final rose, of course. I mean, Ethan just hasn't think, had the... in a way, Rachel is sensing this overconfidence from Tino and is like, because last week he was the last one to get a rose, then he didn't get the group date rose even though he won, yeah. and then he's last again. See, I think it's producers yeah, and Rachel. Yeah, it, you, it's definitely true. It would be a good move by Rachel to see how he kind of reacts to this or a yeah. little play hard to get kind of thing or something like that. But yeah, producers mixed with, hey, get off your high horse, buddy. You're mm-hmm. not the bachelor. I'm no, the bachelor. High, Irish, high horse. Yeah. Get off your high horse and come down and have a little rose with me, darling. <laughs> <laughs> they have some Irishmen on Love Island. Yeah, those are, those are really good. good. Yeah. Yeah, those are, I have to put the subtitles on. I cannot watch no, the show. No, a lot of them, it's like, like I've blinders. tried, and I'm like, what the fuck yeah. is going on? No, it's, it's so... <laughs> and I would, like, look up their slang. I'm like, what does that mean? Speaking of music, though, it's very musical Irish-speaking. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so You're so good at it. I love doing it. I wish I could go out there. Wow. But, um, okay, so... And then Gabby. Yeah, Gabby. Three Roses. And, and that's, um, again, not surprising. Eric, Jason, and Johnny. Yes. Yeah, that was first, actually. I skipped over that entire thing. I thought she looked really and, gorgeous. Uh, Spencer and Ethan are the ones that are eliminated. Yes, and, and they, we knew that they weren't, none of those three no, had a connection. It's not a so surprise. it's been every week I keep saying, next week we're going to have the drama. They're going to have to let someone go. And it just hasn't really happened yet. But now, as we started this segment, seven connections, seven strong connections I are love left. Love hometowns. Hometowns. This is where it gets serious. I love what are do you remember where some of the people are from? I don't remember anybody. I don't remember. A where. lot were from Southern California. Yeah, like um, Tino's from California. Eric is from Jersey. Bedminster. That's um, cool. That would be cool for me. For Tyler's us. Tyler's from Jersey. Oh, I wonder if they'll go to Wildwoods. Oh wait, that's awesome. Actually, they might go to Wildwoods <laughs> unless they moved. But yeah. And he, and he owns a boardwalk. I bet they go on the boardwalk. Wait, yeah. Now I'm really excited. This is um, exciting as I've been for an episode. John. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of them. I think Johnny's from Florida. Tino, yes. I think. Yeah, I think the rest of them are. From Actually, California. Gabby mentioned when they brought up sleeping with a one a bunch of women. Of course, he's from Florida. Yeah. Which, you know, if you've read anything, there was this movie <laughs> bully. Wild. Movie bully. I think I brought it up a few months ago to you that I watched. It was crazy. It was from like the late '90s, early 2000s, based on a real story about this group of friends who got caught up in stuff and one murdered the other. Fascinating story. But. When I was reading real facts about the case, because yeah. I was like, there's no way they're all having this much sex at like 17 or 18. And the prosecutor or somebody said everything like I, we couldn't believe how much people were having sex. These 17 or 16 year old kids yeah. with everyone. And it was Florida, like Florida. I think you just go Florida down there. Florida gets a fun. bad rep. Florida, yeah. you go down to Florida to <laughs> have sex. It's just, it's wild. So I guess that's a, that's a thing. I didn't know anything about that. Yeah. So we'll see Johnny. But uh, yeah, there's I don't. There's some scenes, I think. My, I think uh, there is a scene between Johnny and Gabby, like on a beach. 
So I think he makes it through to hometowns. Through hometowns? I mean, through hometowns. Yeah, so it's I actually wonder if because three guys normally go to fantasy suites, if they all go through. Very possible to even it up. Yeah, Yeah. that makes a lot of sense. So it's Johnny, Eric, and Jason. Yes. And so who do you have winning at this point? Who would you... Jason. You think Jason's going to win? And then we have... I'll go with Eric just for fun. And then we have Tino, Zach, (laughs) Tino, (laughs) Zach, Ava, and Tyler. Who do you think is going to win? I've said mine is Tina. Tina and Eric are my winners Zach. at this point. Okay, so Zach and yeah. Jason. All right, so it's we'll it's, see who wins. it's a flip. It's a coin flip. We're uh, we're gonna see how it unfolds. We still haven't, as Jamie said, we haven't seen a lot about these guys yet, as you normally do by the time you get to hometowns because of the. But now, season. now we'll definitely they each get individual well, time. What else can show you any about their psychology than their parents? Right, that's, that's been the kind of the, the only theme. part I'm sad about is. Rather than a, f- a episode focused on only four hometowns, we're going to have to watch seven hometowns in one episode. So I yeah, think they're going to be go cut pretty short. It's a good point. They might not even have the whole, because usually they take them around their town as like right. if they have a date in their town yeah. first and then they go meet Which their family. Which would be family. great for Wildwood. So I wonder if they're just going to go meet families. Probably. Probably, unfortunately. So. Yeah. And then we need some. We need a little and more Grandpa And they have two John. fantasy suite episodes, so... Are you maybe, 100% sure about that this year? Yes, so maybe on the schedules. Okay. They might do one for Rachel, one for Gabby, which yeah. would be great. But That's still, I always feel like the fantasy suites are stretched out. So if if I was making... Because there's more drama. Yeah, there's just not enough. Or there's not there's not enough they have to show opinion, three, so they're they have always to show boring three one-on-one dates, three overnights. Yeah. And if they had to do that six times... Yeah. That's the problem, I, I guess. I think it'd be smart to split it up. Yeah. And then we meet with Grandpa John. Yes, which I need some um, more, yeah, a little we more need Grandpa, Grandpa John in our life. Yeah, which will be dead. Grandpa John. Grandpa John. That's true. But Maybe. I'm not pregnant. Yeah, wait a minute. I, I did take a test. Still not, a, not official. It is negative. He was not official Grandpa John <laughs> until the fat lady sang. So the fat lady gets birth. <laughs> Okay, so yeah. that was all the unspoken thoughts from this episode, I believe. Nothing, uh, no loose ends that need to be tied. No, I think everything's kind of predictable at this point, and the Logan getting kicked off was kind of disappointing. It wasn't as dramatic as we wanted it to yeah, be. Yeah, I wish like he slept with someone I and know, got caught. Drugs or drugs would be cool, like cocaine-infused orgy. Maybe hung somebody else or something. Got or, caught in the red light district. Yeah, smoked. Like, maybe he like ate beat up some a prostitute. <laughs> something fun <laughs> but, okay but anyway like we said hometowns next tell. week listen to some music this week mm. all the time for the rest of the weeks that you're alive you can follow me on spotify i have plenty of playlists what's the what's the account name uh, jamie quail <laughs> think? yeah it's it's brain exercises we learned from that john hopkins study so you're not just doing yeah. when someone's like find oh, me, jamie Quinn. hey what are you up to like oh, i'm doing nothing i'm listening to music no you're not doing nothing you're listening, you're listening to, music. to music you're working i'm sorry it's just at jamie Quayle. i don't even brain. know how spotify just works search jamie Quayle. you could probably find and it you'll through. see my picture yeah all right good playlists especially i think you have some astrological based playlists yeah you? i have a Play, like playlist for every sign of artists who are that sign. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I think I've looked those up a few times. All right, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye.